Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson, CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services, and my passion is creating success in people by sharing my experiences in real estate, entrepreneurship, and community involvement. My partner, Heather Warmbrod, and I will be hearing from expert leaders in these spaces and giving you practical advice to help you accelerate your business. So pull up a seat because we are about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. We are so excited today at the Moving Up podcast to welcome a dear, dear longtime friend of mine who is not only an extraordinary retired real estate broker, but she is the director of coaching at the CORE Coaching Program. And I hope I said that right because it's with great, great pride of friendship that I get to welcome Miss Kendra Cook to our show today. Hello, Kendra. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. I'm great. I'm really good. Yeah. Good, good, good. So Kendra, you have one of the most fascinating real estate pasts to me. Pasts, presents, and futures, I think it would be. Can you just give us a little brief synopsis of where you've been, where you are, and where you're going? Sure. So um, I moved to Nashville when I was 18, thought I was going to be a law student, and went to work for Dobson & Johnson. So for those of you listening that have been around for a bazillion years, I worked for Albert Johnson Sr. on the weekends as the receptionist. From there, I met Bill Haggard, who took me away from Dobson & Johnson, the corporate office in Bellmead. We moved to Brentwood, kind of opened all that. And if that was the time when we went to the MLS computer, uh, if anybody remembers from the books to the computer. So we did that with them. And then we went to the showing center where we could set showings. So really learned a lot with Bill. And then uh, he was gracious enough to get me licensed. So after I got married and had my son, I did my own thing at at Cryolike for about 12 years. From there, I went to Bob Parks for a few few years and then opened my own company. But during that time in 2005, I was really struggling like a lot of realtors do, working too many hours, really not running my business like a business, working paycheck to paycheck. And just figured out that there had to be a better way. And so I have a funny story, but I won't share it at this point in time. But uh, there's the way I found the core was it was like the dire need of ultimatums from your husband. Like you're going to figure <laughs> this out or we're not going to make it. Yes. And uh, so, so I found the core by the grace of God and went to my first event, became a student and went through the program, then became a coach. And then in 2016, my mentor who got me in the program said, hey, I'm going to start slowing down and we need somebody to move to Charlotte. And I was like, no way going to be a realtor until I'm 50. And then I'm going to retire and ride off into the sunset. And I was not 50 in, uh, in 2016, but long story short, they swinged the pie enough that I was like, why not? And so in 2016, I um, was my biggest year in real estate. So after picking all the bad habits back up to get 363 sides closed in 365 days, I was like, burned out, peace out, got to go. So 2017, I moved to Charlotte and I took over our realtor division and uh, the director of sales here at the core. And so I've been here ever since. Dang. So we have so much ground covered today. I can't wait because your, your story is freaking amazing. You are amazing. You are the energizer bunny at every level. And Heather and I were talking about this. We've never had a real estate coach on our show before. And not only are you a real estate coach, you are the real estate coach, I think, in the U.S. So 
give us a little definition of what the core coaching program is. If you okay. Can. So the core coaching program, it's called the core training and we're an elite coaching company for just realtors and lenders. And a lot of people say, why do you coach both? And it's because without one, the other's not good. And without the other, the other one's not good. So we build relationship-based businesses. So we know that if we work with people that know, like, and trust us and leverage those relationships, we get good quality leads. Well, I don't want to do the loan. So I give those people to our lenders. And then our lenders don't want to be a realtor, but they want a relationship with us. So they take care of the loans and the client back to us. So it's a great marriage, if you will. And so what we do is we teach our students to run a relationship-based business, running a business like a business. Now, the lenders have a little bit of advantage because they are not 1099 employees, they're W-2. So they have a brokerage or a bank or someone that they work for that they report to. Whereas we as realtors, being independent contractors, I know for me, how do I hire? When do I hire? What do I pay them? You know, where do I get my leads? How do I run this, this business like a business? And so I tell people we focus on three things. Number one is lead gen. Who to call, when to call, what to say, how to leverage relationships you have, how to stay in front of them consistently. Because NAR says that every realtor knows 5.7 realtors. And I don't know how you get a 0.7% of a person, but hey, there's some that's possible, I guess. But uh, everybody knows at least five other realtors. So we want to stay in front of our database and generate enough leads to sustain the business that we want. That's number one job in a real estate agency. Then number two is the team. Who do we hire? When do we hire? How do we train them? How do we delegate them to do the back-end stuff so we can go do our number one job, which is lead gen? And then number three, how do we count the money? And this was my big missing piece. I could talk to a door. I could convert you know, any sale. I was okay in the team leadership role, but I was horrible with the money because I thought if I had money, I had to keep advertising and I had to keep throwing money out there. And I was always chasing the business versus attracting it. Right. So we teach all of our students how to do a PL, track every dime that's going out and every dime that's coming in. And what's the rate of return on that investment? So right. if you're spending mm-hmm. money and some kind of advertising, are you getting the leads to pay for that? Yeah. And so most realtors don't do a PL. We don't know what profitability looks like. We're not taught that in real estate school. So the money piece is the third piece that we do. So my daily job looks like I coach people who are in our program at different levels, or I travel and speak and recruit people to our program, or you know, working with current students who have an issue, whether it's a financial issue, really digging into their money, or if their leads are down, how to, you know, giving them some assignments to get out there and do it. So I recruit, I lead, I coach, but I also have a 23 person team that reports to me. So they also sell, they also coach and they're here locally. And then I have 15 realtor coaches around the country that I also coach and lead and train as well. So So I went from a seven person team to like a 40 person team overnight. That's amazing. So you have 23 coaches in the North Carolina area? This is our level one. So there are secretaries. We call them concierge. So we have concierge that cater to our clients. Okay. And then I have a sales team that sells our level one entry coaching. And then I have trainers, which are coaches that take care of those students here. So our level one program is really what I've built since I've been here. Well, and I want to give Kendra all the props I can on this. So like I said, we've been friends for many, many years. And Kendra, Absolutely. gosh, forever I knew you had been coaching with the core. I started coaching with the core in 2009 because in 08, I'm like, oh my God, this media driven recession, whatever. And then I was <laughs> like, okay, this recession is real. I'm going to have to do something different mm-hmm. because we can't keep doing business 
the same way we have to evolve, but your systems shouldn't change. Right. Some of the ways you do things change, but your system should be down pat. And Kendra always talked about systems. I coached with the core for three years. It was a game changer in my real estate sales business. And it was because the systems are tried and true and they work and they're powerful and it quantifies everything you do. Right. So can you share with us, Kendra? And so thank you for bringing me into the core. <laughs> well, my, um, bed, my favorite call ever, Christy, was me, you and a third person and Rita Casey was our coach. And I, I tell everybody this, they're like, do you remember your favorite call? And I'm like, yes, it was Christy, myself and another person and Rita was our coach. And I remember that we were all like, we're just going to compete at the ultimate level. And yeah. everyone's like, you're coaching with somebody in your marketplace. That never happens. I'm like, oh no, she's, she's a friend. She's not a colleague. And uh, we finished within $500 of each other. And uh, <laughs> at the end of the year, we were so competitive. And so still to this day, that's my favorite ever coaching conference. That's awesome. It was Marjorie yeah. Adams, wasn't yeah, it? Was it our was. other coach or yeah. coaching yeah, student there? It was. So you have such a good memory. So what systems do y'all really hone in on? So everything for everything we do is on a checklist. So nothing is left for chance. And the reason that I say that is because we want you to build a referral-based business. So I don't want Heather to have a deal with me and it'd be phenomenal and every box is checked. And she's like, I got treated with wow client experience. And she refers me to Christy. And Christy's like, well, that was a hot mess. They didn't do this. And I know, you know, I was having to reach out. They weren't proactive. And so that's really what real estate is about. We wing it way too much. Mm -hmm. And that was me in my younger years of running a business. So one person might get a business experience this way and the next person wouldn't. So we systematize everything. So systems that we use listing checklists from the minute the phone rings, there's an intake form. So we get as much information that when we get there, we're prepared, right? Even to the point that when I leave your driveway as a real estate agent, I'm going to do what's called an honor call. And I'm going to call you back and say, gosh, I know you had 4,000 realtors in the middle Tennessee market to choose from today. And you chose me and I'm honored. And I just want you to know, I'm not going to let you down. My team and I will be in constant communication. Do you have any questions before I leave the neighborhood? I want to make sure I took great care of you. I mean, that's on a checklist. Every single thing we do from the time the phone rings from the listing all the way for five years past the closing. So we do annual reviews and that's a system. How to plan a client event. Everything's on a checklist from you pick the date, you pick the menu, you pick the guest list, everything. So when you say what systems or tools do we use, you can use it on Excel spreadsheet. You can use a CRM. A lot of our folks use top producer, Salesforce, follow-up boss, but really it's just, you know, drip campaigns and checklists. And a lot of things that we do here are still on paper. We put the paper checklist on the front and, you know, there you have it. So I think that for myself for many years, because I started so early, everything was on paper, you know, and I'm, I'm still a good paper person. I still like a good notebook, but you know, as you transition and you get more units, you will have to automate all that. But I think as long as you have a great CRM that has checklists that you can put in there. And when you launch a checklist, it just stays in front of you where everybody gets the exact same client experience. I think that's the key. Yeah, that's really what we teach. And then with your students, how do you hold them accountable to the goals? That's a good one. So (laughs) when, when a student comes to us, here's the thing that people will get blown away with a lot of our competition and coaching. They'll take anybody. If you're breathing fog, a mirror will take you in our program. So we will not, 
we have three levels of coaching. Our level one is really for someone who's been in the business about a year. And you can stay in that program if you've been in the business 30 years. You don't have systems. You need that accountability or whatever. But we don't want to get somebody brand new off the street that hasn't formed some type of database because we're relationship selling. I don't tell you to go knock on doors. Now, I'm not going to tell you you can't, but that's not part of my plan, right, if you will. So we are just like a lender they're going to work their database and their real preferred realtors. Whereas a realtor, we're going to work our business partners and our database. So I need you to have been in the business and long enough time to have some folks, if you will. So we do an intake form in every level of coaching that you come into. Level one is our entry level. Level two, we really start honing in on the team building. So we get you to a certain level in income and production. Then we move you into two. And then when you leave two, it's to add the money piece. So how do we hold people accountable? We coach on five forms. A greatness tracker, that's our activity and results form. I want to know what you're doing every day to see what you're generating as far as leads at the bottom of that page. So phone calls, thank you notes, videos, face-to-face appointments, we track everything. You know, Our goal is to help you generate two leads a day because I know if you generate 10 leads a week and they're warm leads, they're going to convert somewhere between 35 and 50%. Some people as high as 60 and 70. But if I can get you to generate three deals a week, four weeks in a month, that's 12 deals. Two or three are going to fall out. You're doing 10 deals a month. It's a really good living. Right. And you can really do that with one assistant because a lot of people say, well, I want to manage people. I get that too. So that form is one way we hold you accountable. Those efforts get turned into a lead tracker. I want to see what your leads look like, where they're coming from. We track where every lead comes from, how many touches before you convert the lead. So what's your conversion rate? Then from there, the leads that get converted go onto a pay log. So what's your pay log look like? So if your pipeline is, I want 10 closings a month. Every time you have a closing in a different month, you go log it. I can look ahead in your pipeline, make sure that we're keeping you on track to hit those numbers. From there, once we close all your deals, what's your take home from your brokerage after you do your splits? And we plug that into your P&L. And so what are you spending? We have a really simple P&L, all your expenses, all your income. Are you profitable? Or are you not? So when you talk about P&L... A lot of times with realtors are like, it's a PL. It's okay. I didn't know either, just quite honestly. And so when I got in the court and they're like, well, what's your, what's your PL look like? I'm like, PL, PL. I'm like Googling PL, PL. I didn't know. So we it's really simple. Expenses versus income. Are you profitable or are you not? And then we start digging into those monies and those expenses. And then the profit gets turned into a personal budget. And I want you to take that money home and save a minimum of 20% of every dime you take home because. We, none of us want to do this for the rest of our life, right? And so with 20%, uh, if you save 20% every month, you will learn to live on less. You can save more, you can accumulate wealth, and you can retire. And that's what the core did for me. That was the biggest piece, was the money piece. I was always a good realtor. I was doing 200 deals a year before I got here, but I was doing it all wrong. I was winging it and not tracking it. I, had, I really didn't have a database, and I knew zero about my finances, zero. So that's how we hold people accountable is through their homework. Besides those forms, we would say, hey, I want you to go meet 10 influential people this week. I want you to report back. What did you learn? Where are they getting their leads? So we're always challenging them with individual homework assignments, but the core forms really relate to their goals. They tell us how much they want to make, how much they want to work, how many deals they want to do, and then we help them figure out how to get there and hold them accountable through the forms, the tracking. 
That is awesome, yeah, Kendra. I love that. So what would you say the average income of your realtors are? I guess the level one, level twos, and level threes. Yeah, it depends. So, I mean, we have people in level one that have been here five years, closing 35, 50 million because they don't want any more accountability. They're just happy where they are. So that's good. I would say our average realtor makes between 150 and 300. To go to our level two events, you have to be closing a minimum of 12 million in the calendar year. So 12 to 15 million is usually when we get them there, depending on if they have a team, what their overhead is, but usually somewhere between 175 and 300. Our level three, to go to level three, you've got to be closing about 20 million. And I can tell you in 2021, we're in 2022, we have 130 realtors in our elite coaching, which is in level three, and 37 of them netted a million dollars. So we don't talk about GCI at the core. We only talk about net income. So we had 37 realtors out of 130 make over a million dollars taxable income last year. So the bulk of them are somewhere between 350 and 750. That's our sweet spot. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people come to us to get to that million dollar hurdle. Mm -hmm. So that's, I would say in level three, we're usually between that 350 and 750. And how many real estate coaches do you guys have? We have 15. 15. Yeah. And we're all around the country. So in level two, I have three. And then in, uh, the other 12 are in level uh, three. And then our level one, they're called trainers because they're not active in the industry. So that's really one of the things that make us really different. Mm-hmm. Uh, our level two and level three coaches are active in the industry, just like you, Chrissy. Mm-hmm. So Rick believes in the bigger pile theory. Rick's our founding partner. And he wants people to coach our students that are actively doing it. So right now, whether it's a, depending on what market you're in, we have students in 37 states. So some people still have an inventory issue, multiple offers, and some people have an an inventory crisis because they have too much inventory and not enough buyers. So, but we have coaches in both of those markets. So we're able to help them overcome any market. During the pandemic, we were all going through the same thing. So I think that that's the one thing that is a luxury for us is, We do hold people highly accountable. Our coaches are active in the industry and we do count the money. We're not afraid to talk about money. And Rick is, Christy, you know, is a high school dropout, multi-multi-millionaire. He's self-taught himself everything he needs to know about money, but he gives us all that information, knowledge to help all of us to learn about wealth too. Right, right. Hi, I'm Harry Allen, co-founder and chief relationship officer of Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what our members create, and we're here to support you through the process. We provide capital and services to build businesses. We offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first-time home buyer or purchasing your fifth home. We work with artists to reach their audiences. We help nonprofits transform our community. And often, the most important work we do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. We're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 1761767. So a question I know the answer to, but I know many, many of our listeners will want to know. You were one of the most successful real estate brokers in Middle Tennessee. You repeatedly won top listing agent and top selling agent at Greater National Realtors Awards Banquet every year. You, like you said, your last year, you sold 360 homes or or transaction sides, killing it. (laughs) And you left that and went into the director of the real estate coaching program. 
what was that like? I mean, did that take a long time to decide? Or like you said, you were just like, ah, I can't do this anymore. What, what, what? Talk us through that because that sounds, it's amazing. You're at the top, top, top of your game and you go to this. And of course you're at the top of the game in the real estate coaching world too. But talk a little bit about that transition. You know, my life was not really great when I found the court. And I don't mean that disrespectful, but I was working way too many hours. I said, I jokingly, I had a story that I wouldn't share earlier, but I mean, so bad that my husband had asked me to remove our computer from our house because I would come home at night. And I know people listen to this. A lot of your listeners are young and they're going to be like, what the heck's a fax machine? But we had fax machines back then. And I would go in in my home office and I would fax something. And then it would be like email, email, something else. And I would come out and everybody in our house would be gone to bed. Right. And so my husband came to me and said, hey, this isn't working. I need you to move the computer out. So I moved the computer to the office, asked my brokerage for an office, started working there. And it was that guilt that I would come home at night. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do one more thing. I need to do one more thing. So I figured out that if I would leave my car outside in the driveway, I could go through the garage and turn the chimer off of our security system. So you wouldn't hear it when the door opened and closed. And I would (laughs) have dinner and feed my child. A lot of people in Nashville are going to be like, oh my God, I had no idea this was happening. And so they would go to sleep and then I would sneak out of bed and I would go get in the car and I go to my office and I would work till two, three o'clock in the morning, just out of guilt. Like I can't leave one more contract undone or I need to put something in the MLS. So this went on for a really long time. And unfortunately, or fortunately for me, the police all knew me in town. So they would come by, shine their light in the window and I would wave and they would check on me. But one of the policemen lived in our neighborhood. He told my husband, man, your wife works a lot of hours. And he's like, really? And he's like, yeah, like two, three o'clock in the morning, I go by the office. So needless to say, I got busted and Greg and I had to come to Jesus. And he just said, you know, this is crazy. Either somebody's going to abduct you leaving your office at two or three in the morning or going to fall asleep behind the wheel. Something's going to happen. And so I literally, as a believer, prayed about it, found the core. And that was in 2005 was realtor of the year, which my plaque is right up there in 2006. And I'm like, I'm the biggest phony. I'm the biggest fraud. Like everybody wants to be the next Kendra Cook and I'm doing it all wrong. There's got to be a better way. And I just found the core when I got my plaque in February at uh, the awards banquet. So I started coaching with them and they literally changed my life. It was like, I threw everything out. I completely started over. I humbled myself. I just told my husband that we didn't have all the money that we thought we had. And he just said, I'm with you. We'll figure it out. And we did. And so I had a great life for many, many years. And so turned it around. And all those awards that I won was because I had great support system in my team behind me. It was never the Kendra Cook show. I never wanted it to be that way. And then after we came out of the crash in seven, eight, nine, I did really well. And then 10, I moved to Brentwood, moved my office to Brentwood. I wanted to start over and sell less houses. And but I mean, God had a different plan and I just blew up. And that's when I took over a national home builders business. And it just, I mean, we went from 200 deals to 250 deals to 300 deals and the train was rolling and I didn't really know how to stop it. And I was going right back to bad habits, like mm-hmm. getting home late mm-hmm. for dinner, you know, telling, and, and listen, as a realtor, I'm speaking from the heart, but we disrespect the people that support us the most. So it was like, I knew my husband and son weren't going to be mad or they would be mad, but they weren't going to leave me. So I would take care of the client and they were getting what was left of me and not the best of me. Mm-hmm. And it just got to the point that it was out of control. And so that, I tell you all of that to say, how did I jump into this? Uh, in 2016, we were at a summit and Rick was standing on the stage and we were doing goal setting. 
And he said, my number one goal is to get Kendra Cook to move to Charlotte, North Carolina and take over the realtor division. I like to fall out of my seat. We have never <laughs> had that conversation. I mean, I always said, you know, one of these days when I retire, I want to be a full-time coach, but not like any, you know. And so I went home. He called me, he said, I want, I want you to come bring your husband, come to Charlotte, spend a week, try it out. I'm like, I'm not retiring until I'm 50. This is not happening. I got three years left in real estate and then right off into the sunset, Greg and I had this big Harry audacious goal. We we're going to move to Florida and live in the on the water and sell fruity drinks and rent jet skis. Right, that was just <laughs> the ultimate goal for us. And uh, long story short, I came and I spent a week here, and I was like, you know, I think I could do this. So they made me a three year offer, and I said, can you give me six months? So I stayed in Nashville, kind of got my team to take over. I started here uh, in July. And I just had my fifth anniversary here. Oh my God, five years already. Love it. Yeah, I love it. I work four days a week. I work nine to five when I'm not traveling. I live two and a half miles down the street. Very few people call me at night unless they're, you know, just have a quick question. So I don't work nights. I don't work weekends. Nobody stuffs on a truck. And I'll tell you the biggest reward that I have is I get to pay it forward. Hmm. And Christy, you know how I feel about you, but Christy's the one who got me into the leadership role at Greater Nashville Realtors. And a lot of people don't know this, but I got my license from Christy's dad. He was my instructor is where I got my license was with Hal. So then Christy kept saying, I see something in you. You need to come to this party at my house. You need to come to RPAC. I didn't even know how to spell RPAC. Much <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I'm only here because of people like Christy and her dad and Bill Haggard and Albert Johnson Sr. and people who had poured into me. So when I started coaching, I loved it. So when they made me the offer, Greg and I talked about it. And, um, we pray, we actually fasted for three days. Well, he fasted for two days after two days. He's like, it's crystal clear. The happiest day of your life is on Thursday. And that was my coaching day. So I coached all my students on Thursday and I was like, you know what? You're right. And he's like, what else do you have to prove? You've won everything you wanted to win. You've changed your life. And now you can go change other people's life. And so I literally packed a U-Haul with a used washer and dryer, a bed, mattress and frame and some clothes and moved into one bedroom efficiency apartment just in case I didn't like it for six months. So he stayed back home. I came here and I flew home every weekend. I'm like, you just got to come. I'm not coming back. And so that's how I got here. I can't believe that was six years ago. That literally feels like it was about a year ago to me. Cause I remember when you were doing that and I'm like, you're what? And yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a blessing though. I get to do what I love every day and watch people's lives get changed. Because people like you showed me how to do that for other people. Now I get to pay that forward. So so I would say then, I don't want to answer the question for you, but one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, what does success look like for you? Mm. And I think you just said it. Yeah. Yeah. It's watching other people outperform me. I want to be the smallest producer here. I want to be, mm-hmm. I want my records to be broken. And, you know, I have a box. It sits over on my bookshelf on the bottom. And I've kept every card that somebody has sent me since I moved here five years ago. And I mean, it is a huge wooden box and they are just like falling out every day. I read them and I put them in there. And some days we have bad days. Let's not be honest. And I walk in and I look at that box. I'm like, I'm here for the right reason. I can't tell you that every day of real estate, I felt that way. I felt appreciated and accepted and respected. I still love real estate and I keep my license there with you, Christy. And, uh, but you know, I, I, I never question that I'm not changing a life every day. And I think that that is success to me is paying it forward. And I've never been a really lavish person. I've never lived in, you know, giant houses or had 
crazy dreams. I didn't have a lot of rental houses or anything. Greg and I really always kept it simple. So, cause we knew that we didn't, I didn't want to do this. You know, I didn't want to do real estate forever. So I won't say that I'm killing it in the money game. I have plenty of money from saving all those years. Thanks to the core, but we just live a simple life. And I'm very happy that I, that I made this choice. And so, so- I'm very fulfilled. So our podcast is not uh, a video podcast. It's an audio podcast. And I'm looking at you and you look younger, healthier, (laughs) more vibrant than ever. I mean, clearly your career choice and lifestyle choices are agreeing with you 100%. You look stunning, Kendra. Thank you. You're so sweet. Yeah. Happiness and peace goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I just didn't know if I could keep the the pace that I was going, you know, and I saw myself going back into those bad habits. And I'm like, my poor husband, God bless him. Him and my son have taken a backseat for all these years. So it's been fun the last five years. Corey was right up the street getting his master's degree at Boone, just like an hour and 45 minutes. So it was so easy. We'd meet him halfway for dinner a couple times a week. And, you know, it would have been really hard for me to do that full time in real estate, you know, so... And- and so your son, Corey, is what now, 24 years old? He's 24, yeah. So I remember when he was four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, and he is now at the Greater National Realtors, right? He is funny, yeah. He, uh, it was funny because when he was looking for an internship, he's a poli-sci, he has a master's degree in poli-sci at App State. And um, he was like, mom, I've got to find a, you know, internship around policy and procedure and analysis and all that kind of stuff because that's what he wanted to do. And so I just put a couple feelers out and somebody from the association emailed me back and said, Hey, we're looking for somebody like this. Would he be interested in coming here? I'm like, Oh, I'm out. Cause you know, I always wanted him to take my real estate business. And he was like, absolutely not mom. I'm not going to be a counselor. I'm not going to work 24 seven. So I said, by all means, let me connect y'all. And so it's been full circle because I was on the committee that helped hire Jaron when Jaron's position was filled. And so we laugh about that. When I talk to Jaron, he says, how funny that now I got to hire your son when you hired me. Yeah, it's come full circle, but he loves it. Everybody has been so great. And he's always texting me. Do you remember so-and-so? They said, tell you hi. Do you remember so-and-so? He's like, I heard a rumor. He called me one day or texted me one day. And he said, I heard a rumor. I heard you paid this building off. I said, I sure did. When I was president, I got to sign that check. And uh, I said, still to this day, it's the biggest check your mom's ever written. But uh, yeah, it's very fun to watch it come full circle. So he's doing great there. That is awesome. Well, careful, because when I was 24, I said, I will never go into real estate. (laughs) And uh, fast forward it to, I think, 26. And I'm like, all right, this sounds pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he just got to do his big first boy, big boy trip to uh, D.C., so oh, we got to go there and work with some dads and do some dad training. And he liked that. So I, who knows where he'll end up, but yeah, he's a great kid, super responsible. I'm glad gotcha. he's there. Well, Kendra, I cannot thank you enough. I know how busy you are and for taking this time out to be with us today and hear about the core coaching program. And we're going to put all of your information in our show notes yes. on the podcast. So if someone is interested in training at the core, give us the website right quick. Yeah, it's thecoretraining.com thecoretraining.com, or you could just email me Kendra at KendraCook.com and I can send you everything or they can just call me direct. You've got my cell phone, but it's 615-207-7852. Love that you still have your 615 number after six years. Uh, never gone away. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. We were laughing the other day. Greg goes, how long we have that number? And I said, it was my cell, first cell phone and it was in a bag. Yeah. I remember when Bill yeah. Haggard bought me my first bag cell phone and I was working in Green Hill. So I, I would have been 21 or 22 and I'll just tell you, that was 30 years ago. So. Right, right. 
I've had it for quite a while and I'm not changing it ever, ever. So yeah. That is great. And, and I, I just, again, have to brag on the core because when I joined in 2009, that was at the bottom of the recession, nine and 10, I had my best year ever in 2009 of where I was in my career at that time. I started in 94 and then in 09 in that terrible year because they taught me the systems mm-hmm. ha- because I was like you, I was winging it and I had systems. I didn't even know they were called systems, yeah. but they weren't great systems and having everything systematized to know where your leads are coming from, what's your ROI on any type of marketing, advertising or initiatives that you do and being able to, from the moment you pick up the phone with someone who calls in, to five years after closing, how to take that client to become a client for life. Mm-hmm. I give all the credit to the core. Unfortunately, I sometimes, we've been so busy here in Nashville, I've reverted back to my bad habits. But um, <laughs> talking to you today has inspired me to get back to my good habits. Absolutely. And yes. just seeing your smiling face has just filled my heart with so much joy. You have no idea. I'm over the moon to see you. Well, you too, sweetheart. And thank you for always being so great about pouring into me, but to all your your um, agents and just the community, Christy, you're a light for all of us. So thank you for being a great example for me for 30 years. I appreciate you're awesome. you. You're awesome, Kendra. Appreciate you. Love right, Nexus. Love you too. Thanks. Bye. Recognized as a nationally ranked top 150 accounting firm, Alexander Thompson Arnold CPAs serves Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Mississippi by providing accounting, tax, and consulting services for clients ranging from small to medium-sized businesses. ATA offers several services other than traditional accounting to the Nashville area, such as technology solutions, litigation support, business valuations, marketing strategies, HR consulting, retirement plans, and third-party administration. Contact ATA partner David Hart by calling 615-662-2727 or visit them online at atacpa.net. Hey, if you're loving the show, go find that little follow button on your podcast app. This will ensure you won't miss a single episode. Until next time.